Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan Roberts with the Freelance Society podcast, and today I was able to record um, with Emil Flittenborg, who is a journalist currently on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, he's been living there for some time uh, before this um, current escalation by Russia, who are currently invading Ukraine. I did a previous podcast with Emil a few weeks back, and um, I'll have it listed below. Give some more context of the situation, and um, we have a new episode with Emil that recorded that gives an update on the situation, uh, his take, how's it been reporting, and just the the craziness that's been happening. But as we're recording, um, it seems like Russia will will take over Ukraine, certain areas, um, even in the capital. Uh, some people believe that the capital of Ukraine, Kyiv, will be taken in the next 96 hours. There's a lot of information that has not been reported on the eastern side of Ukraine, where that's where a lot of the main front lines in the Donbass area. And we don't know how, really how many soldiers, Ukrainian soldiers or Russian soldiers, what casualties there are, civilian casualties, because that area has been very dark. And even the images and information that are coming out, it's very hard to verify. And just keep in mind, this this conflict is super complicated. It's, this is not just a new thing. This has been going on for a long time. And it seems like Russia, from my point of view, has had has been planning this for quite some time. And who knows what the outcome is going to be like. And um, I hope... I hope the best for what's going to happen, but there's going to be some really scary, dark times here um, already happening. So that being said, um, this podcast with Emil um, has provided great insight what's going on, and please follow him, follow his colleagues that he's working with. I'll make sure to list um, different people to follow, different organizations. And it's up to you what you want to do, how you want to help. And, um, and so let's get into the episode. Thanks for um, joining me here. And I know it's been very stressful. And, um, and if, if internet has a problem and everything like that, I think, I think just send me a video file um, and just give me like your update if, if mm -hmm. things are crazy. But um, some reason we have we have yeah. had internet all day. We never expected that to happen. So uh, crazy. So walk me through because um, I was I, I stayed up all night following, and it was crazy how social media literally gave you minute by minute of what was happening, and it was crazy how s there's so many independent channels that are giving you really good information on the fly. So give me like the breakdown where you starting to hear it was basically after Putin kind of released a statement. And then shortly after that, is that when things started like around 4 a.m. your time, 5 a.m. your time? I'd say 5, 5 a.m. where I was almost exactly because. Um, so yesterday to start there yesterday, um, 
during the night, um, the the two separatist republics they they requested official aid from uh, Russia to repel the uh, Ukrainian aggression. Um, and immediately after that, we were walking back from from a restaurant, and immediately after that, we read that on Twitter. Tweet was maybe one minute old or something like that. Immediately after that, military helicopters went into the air, um, and all these things started coming into to work, like um, these martial law things and and stuff like that. So so I was pretty confident when that happened. I was pretty confident that uh, you know tonight was was going to be the night. Um, so we go back to the hotel. And I was I was knackered. I was I was dead already. I've been out here for a month now. I'm like <laughs> I was like I I don't care. Like if they're gonna throw cruise missiles at me, I'm gonna wake up. Uh, if it's just like I don't know, if it's just, just like small millimeter stuff, I'm not gonna wake up, and I'm probably also not gonna die. So it's fine. Um, so I just I went to sleep, had a shower, went to sleep. Um, then at 5 a.m. I woke up because. Uh, uh, the airfield in Kramatorsk, where we were staying, was was getting uh, getting bombed. Um, at least three uh, three uh, large explosions was was heard from that direction. One of my friends, a guy I'm traveling with, not Stefan, but an Australian guy, Bryce Wilson, um, actually got one of these Grad missiles on a on a live in the morning. I, yeah, I, I think saw it's it. A grad. Yeah, it's yeah, I watched it live. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we went out to check if we had a bunker because we also expected uh, we expected heavy bombardments to start. Um, so we we tried to find shelter. Turned out that the basement under our hotel was uh, not open, and the guy who had the key was at work until eight. <laughs> really? That? So yeah, dumb, man! It's so dumb. You know, the worst part is like three days ago I did a story about bunkers not being ready for for this and. The one place I didn't check, the one place I didn't check was was my own hotel. <laughs> Your hotel? Holy shit! Nah, uh, man, that would crazy. have been a Darwin so, Award for sure. Yeah, so it, it seems like you're with a group of there. You all, you guys are independent journalists, right? Yeah, me and me and Stephen are still be, uh, as uh, since been um, on a on a daily rate with a Danish newspaper. Um, technically still freelance, but uh. Every day we work for them, so I mean, yeah, it's uh, we can still do some some crosses and lives and, and stuff like that for others and, and file some stuff with others as long as it's not uh, ruining the the work we're doing for them. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a pretty sweet deal. Uh, finally, getting <laughs> real pay for for this uh, this job is it feels uh, feels wonderful. Yeah, it's crazy how it's crazy how they all come back at you when things start going crazy yeah i mean i don't i don't blame these guys they they already bought something uh ahead of uh, ahead of this um uh, for a pretty decent price as well actually uh yeah yeah so i i, I don't i don't blame those guys at all um i don't blame them for this um and then they were like if this starts you just you know we said the the meter running and and you just charge by day and and we figured out a price that everyone could live with um i cannot disclose it but uh 
yeah so that was pretty cool i have a i have a large issue with those guys who come come around like hey man uh could you maybe file something for us for like 160 euros uh like people have been asking me to write articles for them today for these kind of prices i'm like nah nah man <laughs> like usually i i i i would do it if i didn't have any like work or something but this is uh i've also never been in this situation before and i must admit like Yeah. You know, even one month ago or something, when we when we spoke like three weeks ago, when we spoke last time, uh, I was I felt pretty certain that it was coming, and I've been mentally preparing for this. But I I I, I don't know what, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know how to like you know, I cannot I cannot grasp the 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 scale of this, the magnitude of this. Yeah, I've I been mean, seeing reports that. Like Ukraine, uh, the capital could fall in the next ninety six hours, or even sooner. yeah, 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 which would effectively render me homeless. That's right, man. That's I just crazy. Hate it when my apartment doesn't have the right visa. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, and I, 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 like, of course, we knew immediately it was going on. And what was going on, and and, and it was happening. Uh, we pretty quickly found out about the attacks on Kharkiv, and then we knew that this was the you know the the full package. Um, then we we me and Stefan we wanted to do some more work from uh, from Kramatorsk before leaving because we figured we had time, but we ended up striking a compromise for safety uh, with some guys we've been sharing a driver with, um, which is. Uh, i mean it's all right uh it's all right but uh yeah so now now our, our current plan is uh, we're in Dnieper now so now our current plan is to uh to get a car early in the morning tomorrow we have found a guy who who's uh, willing to sell us one uh, and then get out of here because yeah because right now we have russians on on three sides we have them north in kiev south in crimea and east in eastern ukraine so has there been reports of of russia only focusing on ukrainian military obviously but are they are they have they um, been just focusing on that or are they um is there rumors of them other than like accidental or civilians but like i saw a crazy video of cnn with the russian soldiers i don't know if you've seen that video yeah so uh, i i was like what i was kind of in shock So, yeah, I was just wondering if you've heard rumors of when so they control they're trying to control areas. I guess they're just going to be like, I guess they're just going to focus on Ukrainians. I it's obviously you never know what's going to happen, and it's each the army's so big that you can't you can't really know what brigade or what unit is going to do what. So also another thing that's that's so insane about this this has been going going on now for. What is that? Sixteen hours. Yeah, not not twenty four. Sixteen hours. Sixteen yeah. hours, and and <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. My plan right now is to wait ten hours, which is almost half of like, I don't know. No, so why uh, the information we've been getting you and you you said it right that there has been a lot of good information on on social media, but there has also been a lot of very bad information. Like um, it has been really hard for us to get the 
the full uh, image of what's going on. There are things, though, that I'd say blind spots that I would say is uh, a pretty um, showing a lot. Um, for instance, we know about the attack on, on Kharkiv. We know about the, the attacks on Kiev. Um, we know that there have been attacks uh, from Crimea. So all these things we know for certain. Um, we have no clue what's going on on the front lines. All these cities that me and Stefan have been traveling to for the for the last month, we have no clue. It's dark. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, there are still coming so many stuff out of of these battalions and and brigades there, so they are not wiped up. Uh, we have local contacts that tell you that that are telling us that they are holding uh, government sources that tell us that they are holding the line. But in terms of the shelling and of how bad it has been of these frontline cities, uh, we have no clue, man. And 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 that really scares me a lot. And and. I, I hope that it, it's like in the rest of the country, because to me, actually, I know this is going to sound weird, but uh, because of all the circumstances leading up to this and the fact that this war is happening. But to me, it's, it seems like Russia has been has been playing a pretty straight up game uh, in terms of, of the targets they've had. Kramatorsk has not has not been ultra shielded uh, like. They haven't gone from for, for government uh, buildings or anything, not that we know of. Not when we left, they they didn't do like mass bombarding of of uh, police stations and and infrastructure. They hit the the air, airfield, which is an, a military airfield. Um, yeah, they hit like every thing. airport. It's kind of crazy. Everything they were hitting Everything. every airport. And 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 the same goes here in um, here in uh, in Dnipro. Uh, the city is not. The city has not been bombed. There has been rocket strikes here, but but the city itself has not been. You know, it's not like they've been flying bombers over the city and and uh, and, and and wiping it out. So so this is. I don't want to give too much credit to the Russian army for this because I think it would have been avoided if the Russian army had stayed at home and and that's extended to Putin, right? Um, this is a, a, a invasion, and it's it's so clearly invented in. A, a, it was in very well equipment. planned. Yeah, yeah, and and but with all that said, and all those things considered, I, I'd say that 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 actually the the civilians, from what I gather, have been spared pretty much. But again, we're 16 hours into this, we still have a lot of stuff that is not confirmed. We have no clue how many soldiers have died. Um, yeah, some of those images are those you can tell they're carpet bombing certain areas, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm. You haven't. There's like you're guessing on Twitter of seeing reports of here, but there's no way of knowing until all this is over. But no. and I mean, there's not. I don't think there's that many journalists embedded with with the military units, and if they were, I mean, they're. That's that would be insanely dangerous. Um, yeah. But yeah, some of those videos of all these that. airstrikes. Oh yeah, some mm -hmm. of all these videos of airstrikes and carpet. Um, there, they, who knows what that east side or the eastern part of those front lines are really like. Like everything I'm I'm, I'm saying right now about these like broad strokes has to, I, the smoke has not cleared yet, literally. So 
I'm I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not at all sure that what I'm saying is actually actually true. It it just seems to me this way. Um, what do you think civilians are trying to do? Do you think they're trying the ones who want to flee? Are they trying to go to Poland? Are they trying to go to Romania or just stay out west? Um, you're you're seeing images out of Kiev of just crazy traffic jams, and I know yeah, gas yeah, is we, probably yeah. We've seen that we've seen that today as well, like crazy lines for the the gas stations. We didn't have as much traffic out out east, but again, the people in eastern Ukraine, the people who um, from these areas where we are evacuating from, um, they are usually much poorer than than the rest of the country. A lot of them don't have this option. Um, running is is a is a luxury not everyone can afford. Um, but yeah, we we saw insanely long lines for for all uh, gas stations, long lines for for all ATMs, supermarkets. I mean, things are definitely. We met a guy today that we interviewed two days ago and he was two days ago he was like no 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 it's not gonna happen no, no chance like never never ever is this even a possibility and and he was shattered today like it felt like when when like you just took out the 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 foundation of of everything he believed and then pulled it out from him and like suddenly had to deal with with the fact that Russian tanks were actually pointing at him with the intention of, of rolling that way, right? Um, You're saying that the eastern, for those villages near the front lines, you would say most of the civilians probably didn't leave in time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, but yeah, but the same thing, same, same thing goes for Kiev, man. I mean, I have I have friends who are still stuck in Kiev. Friends that I told two weeks ago, take a take a vacation to to Lviv. I mean, if if if, if you would uh, like, if if I would ask you in any other circumstance, take a vacation to Lviv, you would be like, oh man, that sounds amazing. But but they are all still there, and uh, we have pretty solid uh, report. We have seen dogfights over uh, over Kiev today. I mean, how insane is that? That you have dogfights. Yeah. Do you even I have dogfights th- anymore? Like, I know. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a thing. I thought it was just like video games. Um, yeah. Yeah. I saw a video. It looked like a like a, a MiG in a Russian. I don't know what kind of plane they have, but they looked like they were going at it. Um, yeah. It's it crazy. I mean, so definitely, people were not prepared for this at all and i think many people have also been you know very trying to be very stoic about it and i think for a lot of the people in 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 um, in eastern ukraine they have been very uh, for a long time very fatigued and uh, very uh, just sick of it tired of it just apathetic really like given up mm. Nah, like okay. So if I die this time, I die this time. What what can I do? Um, and a lot of people in Eastern Ukraine have been very scared. But I've talked to so many people from Kiev, friends from Kiev, who are like, no, 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 I will not leave. I will stay here. This is my home. I'm so like, they cannot hurt me and stuff like that. And then the first cruise cruise missiles start coming in, you know. And man, when you when 
is the first time you can you can feel that just within like five kilometers of you, and you know this as well. First time you feel feel an explosion like that, you're like, ah, I thought it was only the sound. When it starts, no, it makes you, know, you feel vulnerable. You, it makes you feel like you're you're in someone else's hands a lot of times. You're completely like your 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 statistics. You know, there's a grid somewhere. And they're firing after that grid, and you don't know if you're you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the first time you 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 have to run for shields in your life, the first time you try that, you really understand what's going on. And and I don't think they were ready for this. People in Eastern Ukraine, yeah, sure, they 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 have tried this before. Um, even many of the the kids, but but people in 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 like central Ukraine, people living here in a city like uh, Dnipro. I, I I simply I don't I don't think they they knew what was coming for them, and we had this uh, this group of Danish expats as well, and I mean to see how they were like. I also advised all of them to, to just get out. I mean, why take the risk, um, and why take the trauma uh, if you're not doing this this work and if you have no resources of how to treat your mental health and and in the first even if you survive any skills to survive this why take the risk but they wouldn't listen because they were like no 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 we have to stay here with the ukrainians and show them that we support them and where are they now they're all stuck on a highway just west of kiev you know and some of them are still stuck in kiev and and uh panicking as well and i simply i simply don't think and i think a lot of it is is uh, is a problem with journalism because if we had managed to describe the actual thing that war is, and if we didn't blow up stuff that that you know blow up uh, minor conflicts as as uh, world wars here and there, if we haven't had done this and that we had had uh, made people understand what was going on. We have we would have avoided a lot of risk and uh, a lot of pain. Now, but I don't know. I'm also tired. I I don't know. I don't know. I imagine you probably haven't slept in a while. I had five hours of sleep yesterday and three hours of sleep the day before that. <laughs> I'm, I'm running on steam, man. <laughs> Pure fumes. Um, You're going on energy drinks and cigarettes, probably. Cigarettes, usually, yeah, mostly. Yeah, that's usually that's, what it is. Yeah, they're light. I need to watch my figure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I were to say this, like any time other than now, but I'm like, is Russia really going to control majority of Ukraine? And I, I, it's kind of crazy that it's starting to look that now. I I'm still going to be hesitant of. I don't think they stay, but now I don't know. No one knows. Now everyone now it's everything's up in the air. They can do they I'm sure they're looking at option A, option B, option C at this point. I don't think they are. I think they've had an option A for the long time. You don't you don't accidentally put up like two hundred two hundred thousand soldiers and then prepare an attack force and then start marking your stuff like an invasion force and then invade and then be like, What am I gonna do with this? Russia has taken such a hit today, 50% on the stock market exchange in Moscow or St. Petersburg. Again, I don't know where the exchange is actually, but, but like, 
I, they have to be in for a penny, like in for a penny, in for a pound for Russia. I, 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 why would they take half of it and then just be like, oh, by the way, you can have all of this back. We're just going to keep Donetsk and Luhansk. Crazy. What's the purpose of that? I, I, yeah. And this is also another problem I've been having for, for, for the past month more actually is like I've been looking at this and I cannot see any reasonable explanation like any logical decision that would be behind invading Ukraine and taking half of Ukraine at a minimum I cannot for the life of me see what they want with it you know how how, how is that going to work out how is what they're winning on the battlefield how is that ever going to make up for what they're losing on all the sanctions and the soldiers' lives, and uh, we see now protests starting in 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 Russia. The you know people being angry, like what all these things that this war is costing Russia right now. What? How are they ever gonna get that investment back? I I cannot see it, and and that's that's the the main argument that everyone that has been saying that that no no Russia would never never do this they would never invade they have been saying because they they have nothing to win from this compared to what they would lose and here we are here we are in the middle of innovation like dog fights over kiev <laughs> and and now, now, now we, yeah man parachuting what paratroopers is that something we do anymore <laughs> Crazy. only special forces and, do that yeah yeah but, oh just russian forces but like but now we stand in this situation again where we stand and say they must have some different scenarios they're looking at because logically they cannot keep Ukraine. Well, logically they wouldn't attack Ukraine. I mean, I don't know. I I'm so confused right now. I I don't know what to say about the politics of these things. I I. I know these things, like these people have been saying that, that Putin is losing his mind or that he's trying to recreate the Soviet Union and, and stuff like this, but I, I, re I really don't know what to say about it. So I, I think I'll just stick to what I know and try to understand what's going on right now, which is... Just report yeah. what you can. Yeah, what you know and what you can. Yeah, it's been it's been I've been getting all my news from independent people. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of good uh, good people out there and like you know similar to like Popular Front and you know uh Atlas News um who yeah. uh real news no bullshit is one of my favorite ones. Um they just have they just you know, have very good connections, know how to find the right material and they post it pretty straightforward and they correct it pretty yeah. fast. If something's incorrect. Um, and it's crazy. All like you went from like, you know, your following has increased and that just shows the power of independent <clears throat> media and people want to see what's going on from you from on the yeah. ground reporters. Yeah. So I, I, I had, I think I had like 800 followers on Twitter today when I woke up and then I tweeted that war has started, uh, explosions in Kramatorsk, this is it. And now I have 7,000 followers. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm a real person now. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, cannot, right, yeah. I, I cannot shit post anymore, but um, 
Oh, yeah. I have to go and delete my old tweets and stop swearing when I'm on the podcast. But uh, same with my 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 Instagram it has has gone from. I think I'm not I'm not kidding you. I think 180 to 2,600 or something in the last two days. Like, it, it, I'm 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 literally as a person now. I'm literally a small media outlet. <laughs> it's it's uh, I wasn't I wasn't that yesterday, and uh, it's something I have to figure out what to do with when 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 I I I get some rest and I get to safety. I mean, now I'm I'm falling between two chairs because I'm I'm one of the independent you know journalists on Twitter, but I'm also mainstream media, so <laughs> I, I don't know like. Which, whichever team you're rooting for, I'm on it, man. <laughs> no, I I think it just comes if if you're authentic and and real, that's what people are looking for. It doesn't matter even if you work for another company. It's like people just want yeah. authenticity and and um and I'm glad you guys are 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 staying safe. And I know the situation is going to be super, super. It'll change in minutes. A lot of people are. We we want to watch what you guys are doing, and um, that just shows the power of what's going on right now. The only time that I've, I've put on live stream is Al Jazeera. I'll watch on live stream in between where I'm just constantly refreshing my Instagram and Twitter feed of only uh, of only um, uh, accounts that I follow. And when yeah, they're not, also- follow- yeah. No, so sorry. That's what you, yeah, yeah, no, and that's what I've been doing. So keep yeah. up the keep up the good work, man. I know. Thanks. It's also it's it's one of the the things that has changed drastically and uh, for the better in this war journalism thing, right? It's it, it back in the days in, in war journalism, like a really really long time ago. Uh, you would you would go as a journalist and you would be like, oh, Baghdad is taken, or you would go and say. The the trenches at the Somme has been overrun, right? And that would be the that would be the the war journalist's job, uh, primarily. That would be war journalism back in the days. But now, because of social media and and, and the internet, and and luckily we have internet right now, which is beyond me. But we have internet. No, 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 no. I, I'm so I'm so confused. I'm I don't know what to do. But we have internet, and we have so much footage coming up, and we have some extremely talented people sitting on these behind these Twitter profiles doing all these uh, verifications and, and due locations and, and stuff like that. We have so much stuff with like movements of, of uh, hardware and what this means and like have they taken Kharkiv or not. This comes so fast now from just, you know, open source social media material that the war journalist is not like he just has to know that Kharkiv has been taken and then he can say that. But he don't have to go to Kharkiv to check that. Instead, now he can he can spend his time getting to safety, or or like talking to the victims of the war, or asking questions to the people who uh, who decided on this war. Probably not this war, but uh, wars in general, you know. And and so the war journalist has become more than just like a daredevil who 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 tells about practical things of the war, like how's it going, status reports, like a sports reporter. But actually doing stories about actually human beings, uh, and and that's in the reason that that 
I think the raw reporting is better in mainstream media today is largely because of all the, the independent people sitting on around I don't know where they are even like sitting around in the the OSINT community uh, doing all these things. Um so I think I think it's it's like war journalism is, is one of the few places where where mainstream media and, and uh um and these private accounts doing doing all this uh, where where they work really well together. Like when I post that I hear planes over the the sky in uh, Kramatorsk, which I did uh, yesterday evening, it was picked up by so many people who tried to ver- verify this and 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 like figure out what it was. Um, and so I know that that I was um, I'm, I was a mainstream journalist at the time, but it could have been anyone. Like they could have, if anyone had posted the sound there instead, which would be more useful now that I look back at it. But but if anyone had posted that sound, it would be identified, you know, and verified, and everyone would know. And no one has to go to Kramatorsk to find out that uh, that uh, that there are military helicopters in the air over Kramatorsk. So the journalist can do something that's more valuable, something that 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 journalists are, are better at doing. Actually, so I think this is really interesting times to be a, to be a, a war journalist. Not only because we have the biggest land invasion since World War Two, which is also insane. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't had anything like that in Europe for eighty years, literally eighty years. Like, crazy. <laughs> My grandfather was six last time we had this. It's <laughs> <That's> insane. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, do you have anything? I want to. We can cut this here pretty soon. Do you have anything you want to you want to say before um, anything that I missed? Nah. I mean, of course, I'm 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 very happy for all my new followers, and uh, I also think that everyone should follow you. Since now, apparently, I'm 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 a kind of guy who can give out followers. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I, yeah, I hope that people know where to go to if if they want to support me financially, which a lot of people have been asking how to do. I, I, I don't need the money right now because I'm I'm pretty well paid right now. So I recommend people to to send send this money to something like the Rory Pick Foundation or I don't know if if you're doing something that that <laughs> that that needs money like this. Um, but something that helps other freelancers get going because it, it took me three years to get where I am now. So, uh, and and I could have used a lot of help on the way, um, so I didn't have to rely on luck and and legwork. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll so make that, sure to I think to add. Yeah, I think I'll I'll make sure to add of 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 or people or organizations that I've come across that. You know, if people want to send funds um, or support, such as not just sending funds, but follow and share their story, which is, you know, during this age of information, that's key. People finding the right information. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to do that. So thanks, Emil. Thanks, Emil.